Hello, everybody. It's Marilyn Harris here back at you with uh, Hard at Work and the Impactful Legacy. Um, I have a very special guest today. and I'm looking forward to it. Um, his name is Henry, and uh, he is a funeral director. So I think very appropriate for some of the topics we don't want to talk about. <laughs> so welcome, Henry. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. So tell us, uh, tell me, I'm very curious of how did you get started doing what you doing right now? <laughs> well, uh, my uncle, uh, who is one of the founders of the funeral home, has been in the mortuary uh, sciences realm since he was 17. And he is now 67. So mm. it was uh, almost in eight. He got my mom and dad to go along with him. And they bought the first funeral, funeral home uh, in 1985. So uh, they they gave me a chance to, uh, I'm, I'm an athlete, so mm -hmm. I played basketball for far too long, but they gave me something to fall back on. So I became a funeral director and now I am the CEO and pretty much taking the business to the next level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. Like uh, it's family business passed on, right? Yes, and I wonder how many other funeral homes uh, are like that. You know, I would guess that many are. Yeah, the majority of us are grandfathered in, or yeah. you just have it in your blood. Mm -hmm. You work for someone and saw an opportunity to open your own. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you have many them. other talents. Uh, you told me that you're a Reiki master. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, ma'am. Uh, Reiki master since uh, 2010. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm a motivational speaker, mm -hmm. so I try to speak on the uh, importance of cultivating life mm -hmm. uh, and not trying to take life. Yeah, uh, I'm a, a life coach, uh, yeah. business coach. Uh, I used to coach basketball and track. Mm -hmm. uh, do a lot of reading. I'm a researcher, uh, a free thinker. So mm -hmm. you know, the sky's the pretty much our universe so there are no limits so I like to think right 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 yeah so what do you find that's most appealing to you what is what is it that you like to do the most I like watching and see people develop and grow mm. and if I happen to be a vessel that may bring some light that they didn't know was uh in themselves mm -hmm. I love to see that process go mm -hmm. and you know, and being in the funeral and the mortuary side of things is really taking the pressure away from this period that people really just don't like to talk about. Right. But I try to educate them so they can grow as an individual mm -hmm. and you don't hold on to things for too long. Right, right. Yeah, forgiveness is oh. one of those things that people just uh, hang on for whatever reason yes, and it's like okay you can hang on to it for a day okay but tomorrow you got it's gotta go <laughs> gotta go it's gotta go man yeah do you have any uh stories you'd like to share about how about being a funeral director how it's given you some joy or um situations where you've had to deal with families and oh man I'm sure you have lots of stuff. Oh, my God. I was just about to say. Um, <laughs> the main, I think the most important story to me was um, 
when I was a teenager and one of my great, my great aunts got really sick and we all went to the doctor and he was kind of talking over everyone's head. Mm -hmm. And I said, I never want to be in that position again where I feel like my life or my family's life is in someone's hands so much that, you know, you don't know what's coming or going. Mm -hmm. So that day, it made a very pivotal point for me. I started uh, researching more, just started looking into things with, uh, with that third eye. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she eventually passed, but we were able to prep the family a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And it helped me get into uh, the pharmaceutical sales industry. Mm, okay. I wanted to be a doctor behind the doctor. Okay. And shortly after that, I wanted to be a lawyer behind the lawyer. So I started <laughs> learning law. So, yeah. and from that, of course, you know, I excelled in uh, sports, uh, mm -hmm. uh, became an emerging leader uh, through the emerging leaders cohort out of uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, which was a graduating class of 2019. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got the Rising Star Award, which uh, out of 32 classmates I was a top classmate mm -hmm. so a lot of things kind of propel me to the position that I'm in right now mm -hmm. trying to take the funeral home to the next level as well so yeah 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 I would imagine that you know like through this experience you've had many experiences where like you were saying you know like I wanted to be a lawyer and then I wanted to be the pharmaceutical rep to understand why you're your grandmother was, or great aunt, whatever, was very um, sick and why you didn't understand what was going on in that yes. moment, yes, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. because I don't think doctors or a lot of people aren't really that good at explaining what's going to oh, happen, God, no. what is happening, right? They think everyone went to either law school with them or doctor school for yeah. seven plus years and they use the terminology and it's like, just break it down in layman's terms. Yeah. You know, people don't get it, you know, at least they'll have a little better understanding. I, I mm -hmm. think they do some things that kind of trip you up a little bit. Yeah. Because I think it's just the culture that we live in now, you know, it's about chaos and keeping everyone in a state of perpetual fear. Yeah. And uh, I just try to alleviate that. Yeah. <laughs> So um, from that experience with your great aunt, um, what, would it, what was it that made you want to really turn around or really understand what was going on? Again, uh, not knowing. Uh, I think that's everyone. I can equate that to what's going on with everyone now. Mm -hmm. Is we don't have a true understanding of what's going on outside of us. Because mm -hmm. we're looking for everything outside of us. Right. And it, it, it kind of made me focus more on the internal work that we have to do because the hardest work is self-work. Mm -hmm. And then it works from the out, inside out. Right. So once you start to get to know thyself, mm -hmm. <laughs> you get a more understanding and a more complete and more rounded uh, demographic of why you're here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think they're here to raise kids and think they're here to 
go to school all their life or take care of mom or dad. No, you have yeah. a purpose, yeah. you know, and I think you have those pivotal moments where it makes you more of what you are. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think that is what separated me from, I think, the rest of society. Mm-hmm. I try to work on me first and yeah. then everyone associated with me has to get mm-hmm. that light. And people that I don't even know, that's why I like Reiki so much. Yeah. I can send some healing energy across the globe or yeah. into the universe. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We all can do that. Yes, ma'am. You know, you know, we just, so tell us, um, I'm very curious about um, s- stories or maybe experiences you had working with people who just couldn't grasp the end of life of somebody or what would you recommend that people should do let's start with maybe recommending what you think that people should do and that prepare preparation the first thing we'll say step one step one is just really the grief process is in stages and the first one is going to always be denial yeah i just can't believe that they're not here yeah and I think once a person grasps that life and death are parallel, that doesn't mean that they have to be bad things. Right. Because I see a lot of people that are alive or living that are not alive. <laughs> They're just existing. Right. So, you know, getting them to understand that preparation, pre-planning, um, meditating, whatever source higher source that you have mm-hmm. to tap into that and then go forward mm-hmm. and then that I think that releases a lot of anxiety a lot of anger mm-hmm. a lot of frustration so by the time we are on the scene then it's a lot easier for everybody and it makes it a smoother transition because we're here as advisors yeah. as well as you know uh coaches I like right. to say Right. And we're, we can't take the pain away from losing the loved one, but we can right. educate you to the point that you can have something left at the end of the day for yourself. And I see a lot of people that don't do that. Mm. So that would be yeah. my ingredients to try to help prepare people for uh, the, the end result. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the transitional phase, because, you know, again, it's important what spirit level you're on. Mm-hmm. You believe that you know that person is here with you that's why you do what you do to keep their their spirit alive mm-hmm. talk about them yeah in, in uh, party on their birthday or or whatever special day that you have mm-hmm. you know take that with you that way that loss is not as severe mm-hmm. so that that's my little recommendation whether it works or not Mm-hmm. that's a regimen that we we try to do you know when it comes to our family members mm-hmm. 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 and so what would you um what 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 would be your message or your intention in this conversation that we're having is to be prepared as best that you can there is no golden rule or golden way to get you through this grieving process because mm-hmm. It is the loss of a loved one. Mm-hmm. So you have to get mentally, physically, and spiritually prepared. Mm-hmm. Then 
you can get through each day and then time will go and it won't take as much away from you as it would have if you're not prepared right because if you're a doom and gloom person I, you know <laughs> <laughs> there's no going around it yeah but if you know if you are a person that really wants to live and enjoy the experience that is the whole purpose of us being here mm -hmm. and me being in this position i just want to give you the best possible information and preparedness as i can mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if a family comes to you and wants to work with you on planning you know whether it's their funeral or another family what what's the process that you would normally take well the first thing is uh we try to figure out um because everyone has an economic system that they're working with right so we try to cater and curtail a specific service for them right because you know everybody wants the bells and whistles they want the michael jacksons and the whitney <laughs> houston's and you know that's that's not achievable when you don't have the type of resources that they have right so you know secondly we like to sit down with them go over inventory actually ask them what does that day mean for them mm -hmm. you know uh how do you want to proceed? What process would you like, you know, during mm. your service? Right. You know, and then the easy part is <laughs> selecting whatever merchandise you want to be either buried or, you know, heaven forbid, cremated in or, <laughs> yeah. or if you want a mausoleum or, you know, we try to make sure that we cover everything while you're there. Right. And then we just, Try to close the process with, are there any questions? Make sure that we've been uh, transparent mm -hmm. and make sure that the nearest or dearest to them understands what your requests are. Right. Now, that's a person that's alive and putting their process together. Mm -hmm. Then you have the flip side when you have the loved one coming in, not really knowing mm -hmm. what the process is. So we walk them through the process a little bit different. Right. Try to make sure that first and foremost, uh, the affordability for things. Mm -hmm. And then you negotiate what the service looks like, you know, like we said, mm -hmm. in the selection of the caskets or whatever services you're needing. Mm -hmm. uh, we try to discuss insurances if there was insurance, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because we try to take care of everything for you so you don't have to worry about it. If we had insurance, we honor all insurances, even if it's not through us. Mm -hmm. So that really takes a lot of pressure and stress away from yeah. uh, the client. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we try to pick days that, you know, it's going to be better for them. And we make sure that we keep up and make that there's, you know, that their energy is high for that day. And mm -hmm. if we need to, you know, get some counseling in, we provide that as well. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay, cool. Cool. We talked about ma'am, but <laughs> uh oh. You know. But Henry says just that's what they grew up with. <laughs> yeah, we're in the South. The South I guess I'm just everybody. <laughs> really. Oh, yeah. Man. But it's a highly uh respectful yes, um, gratitude that yes, um so I just say thank you, but when I hear it, I kind of just chuckle. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It's okay. You can keep saying it, but it's just, I understand it's ingrained already. 
So tell me, um, do you do any, what kind of, do you do any other type? You do cremation, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> so is that, um, do you do any type of uh, water cremation or just, you know, by fire? Well, the most popular is by fire. Yeah. Um, they are developing, you know, water. Mm -hmm. um, the green processes are actually uh, taking root as well, you know, where uh, you can actually bury the body without, you know, the cremation or, or the embalming yeah. process. Yeah. So we try to cater to whatever it is out there. Uh, mm -hmm. We try to stay up. Uh, I even had a young lady to ask about your cremations being turned into a diamond or jewelry. Right. So I looked into that process and now that's something that we're going to offer as well. So yeah, she said she didn't want to die. She wanted to live on. And if she lives on through jewelry, then yeah. so be it. I said, that's a, that's a great way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I knew a girl that um, that's what she did. She took some of the ashes of that person and made jewelry for the family members. So that was just through glass work and that type of thing. It's very interesting. Yeah. That is so cool. That yeah. is so cool. Yeah. The process think, is crazy. <laughs> yeah. I just think that there's a lot more <clears throat> options out there now that people just aren't really aware of, oh, man. you know? So like you said, you know, when they come to you, they might <clears throat> already done some research in which they want to, you know, ask about, see if they can have or not. <clears throat> so you've had any other requests? The my well, you know, the big thing is people like to get their ashes spread over land or over water mm -hmm. or be buried in certain places. Yeah, so you know, some requests are doable. Yeah. And some are just out of your your jurisdictions. Right. And, you know, we try to get that out in uh in the open yeah. processes. <laughs> yeah. So where are you based out of, Henry? We are based out of Bassett, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. That's in Northeast. And then we have uh, one of our buildings is in Joyner, Arkansas, which is two miles away from the headquarters. Mm -hmm. And we have one in Newport, Arkansas, which is about 70 miles in eastern Arkansas. Okay. So, so three different kind of locations that people yes, who are in Arkansas can go to. So if yes, you're not a resident of Arkansas, can they, can you still serve them? We can. Um, I have partnered with several uh, funeral homes and mortuaries outside of the state. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's mainly just getting them on board with what we're trying to do and, mm -hmm. and vice versa. So mm -hmm. it actually has worked out well. We haven't had any problems uh, doing any services out of state. Yeah. You know, you represented it correctly. Right. So, yes, yeah. Yeah. So what else would you like to share before we close off this call? Well, the main thing is uh, making sure that everybody understands or understands that this part of life is natural. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just the part that letting go mm. and if that person lived a fulfilling life then mm -hmm. 
I know the selfish part of us wants them to remain here. God right. knows I have some people that I would love to still be here. Yeah. So I try to make sure that I incorporate them in the things that I do or mm-hmm. that I used to do with them. Right. You know, and when this part does come or the main thing is being prepared for this part. So mm-hmm. definitely look into pre-planning. Therefore, right. when someone does pass, mm-hmm. you don't have to wait on somebody that's a day away to yeah. come and put in or pitch in and make sure that you can bury the loved one. Mm-hmm. That's a horrible, that's a horrible feeling. Yeah. And it's frustrating for, you know, the family, you know, because right. we're going to work with you and we'll do our part. But, you know, yeah, just make sure that everybody understands, you know, that we can do whatever that within limitations, yeah. whatever they would like to have done. Mm-hmm. And um, we honor all burial policies. Again, we are here to serve the public and mm-hmm. the private and mainly just try to do the best that you possibly can with what you have. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's the biggest key is just getting people prepared, yes, you know, plan ahead. So how much notice do you think people should plan ahead for the burial? Oh, I want to be honest with you. With the way things are looking now, I would start planning today. Yeah. There is no set time yeah. for you to start this process because, you know, sure as you're here, you're going to leave. And it's not just an old thing anymore. Yeah. The children, yeah. you need to really think on how and what you're trying to leave for the child. Right. And getting that child into something. Therefore, again, where you don't have to worry about it later on. But the earlier you get it started, mm-hmm. the less you're going to pay. Yeah. And, and at the end, the greater uh, the service and, you know, the money that's getting back to you. Right. So right. I would start today if you hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess COVID was probably pretty hard on you guys too, right? Yeah, COVID was a little different. It, yeah. uh, it limited us because, uh, you know, we're a face-to-face business, you know, mainly. Right. And, yeah. you know, when you can't get into churches, you know, and then they lifted some of it, you can get 50 people mm-hmm. and, you know, you got a 500 people in that family and the 50 that are there are cool and the other ones are mad at everybody. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> it, it was bittersweet and, um, but, you know, you, you make it through best you right. can. Right, right. But, yeah, we don't want to have that situation happen again. Yeah, and at the same awesome. time, you're kind of prepared for that kind of situation again because you know what you could do better. But at the same time, it's so much better to be prepared. I call it leaving people a mess. Ooh, you know, yes. when you're not pre-planning, you're not doing your paperwork, whatever to me, it's like you're you're intentionally leaving a mess behind for somebody else to pick up. That so. is a great way of looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I really that. appreciate our conversation, Henry. Maybe we can have another show when you can come back oh, on. Yeah. We can talk a little bit more in the details of the funeral mm-hmm. um, industry and what's happening, what's new, and maybe you can shed some light on that. 
Oh, yeah. I'm having you on and so I can introduce you to people. And Henry's information will be below this video when it gets posted on YouTube. So you can look it up there. And um, I'm sure you can still reach up to um, him anywhere. So anyway, thank you for being on my show, uh, Henry, and hope yourself have a great day. And um, in the end, we all have each other. So just be kind to each other because that's all we have. So thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you. Bye.